Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. All right, folks, what's up and welcome in. It is Hardwood Handicappers here on Monday, January 15th. A uh, short and sweet episode. Kelly Bidlin is alongside Zach Cohen taking the day off. And uh, we have all day action in the NBA because it, of course, is the yearly tradition of celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So we get NBA games from 10 a.m. Pacific time all the way through the rest of the night. So that'll be a lot of fun to keep track of. But because of that... Uh, recording a podcast becomes a little bit challenging. So we'll talk about the 3 p.m. Pacific time and later games. Uh, but outside of that, it'll be somewhat short episode. We have a lot of news to get to as well. But we welcome in Kelly Vidlin. Kelly, what's going what's on? Up, buddy? Not much, man. I, ju- I just noticed. Uh, I just looked over to the screen. Obviously, nobody can see, but it looks like you're recording in the dark. I am. You know, I'm actually OK. I don't want to unveil <laughs> too much about myself. Um, I forgot to turn the light on when I sat down and I was like, oh, you know what? It's, you know, aesthetically, I kind of. I like the dark during oh, the me day, too. if that makes sense. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Oh, and we and we have a little bit of an overcast day out here in in Vegas, which is rare. Which which I don't. I, I've grown to love these kind of days. I feel like because they're so rare out here. Yep. Just a, either a little bit of a sprinkle of a, ra- a rain, but you get a little overcast because it's always just sun sun everywhere, not a cloud in the sky. Yeah. So like when I um like I'm a big fan of when I'm taking showers to get ready for work. I have the big, like, you know, that window above my shower that yeah. a lot of people do. So you I turn don't off turn the lights. Light. Yeah, I don't turn the light yeah. on when I do that. I, just, I like yeah. the aesthetic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Very plus, plus, like, we, we deal in the TV world, so we get bright lights in our eyes all the damn time. So, yeah, I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. Yeah, I'm a fan of natural light, natural light. Uh, all right, so with that... Um, I have no clever segue, with, I guess. With, the, with, no, that, I, with I that thrilling discussion. No, I got, I got one. I got one. Um, speaking of light, the Grizzlies are hoping they'll see the light at the end of the tunnel with which has been a just terrible, moribund, now lost season for the Memphis Grizzlies. This is where I wanted to begin because it is very impactful, and I got a text about this, and it was one of my thoughts that uh, I had. Uh, but Desmond Bain, the, the latest oh. member of this backcourt to go down, he is out for at least six weeks with a grade three left ankle sprain. He suffered the injury in Friday's loss to the Los Angeles Clippers. Now one of four projected Memphis starters who sidelined for an extended period of time. We know that Stephen Adams has been out since the beginning of the year. John Morant done for the rest of the year. Marcus Smart out at least six weeks due to a central slip tear in his right ring finger. And now Bain injured as well. This is a nightmare. Uh, this season is all but done. And now the real question becomes, how bad does it get for the Memphis Grizzlies? And we'll tie in a game today. Uh, this is one of the 8 p.m. starts. Despite everything that's been going on with Golden State, and they will get Draymond Green back today, 
the Warriors are eight-point favorites on the road against the Grizzlies today. And I got to tell you, I texted um, Doug Kazarian two words when he asked me about this. Pistons West. I think it's going to get bad. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just pulled up. I pulled up the box score from, what was it, Friday when they played the Knicks? Saturday when they played the Knicks? Um, the Grizzlies? I mean, they played the Friday. They played the um, the Clippers. What the hell am I looking at? I don't know. <laughs> Saturday. 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 Okay, play, okay. Yeah, Saturday they played the Knicks. Yeah, I thought I was going crazy okay. there for a second. Okay, yeah. This was because... The, uh, this that was the game where they didn't have Bain, they didn't have Jared Jackson Jr. And it's just you're looking at who played in this game, and it's like, I mean, I mean, I would assume there's G League call ups that are going to be happening. I, I just the overall grand scenario for the Grizzlies of all the guys that are out for the year that you just you know the names you just rattled off, uh, and obviously John Morant included in this. It's just, I mean, this I don't I don't know if I ever remember anything like this. Like you know, where you're talking about a team that had so has some talent. All these guys are not just out; they're out basically for the year. Like I, this is, I, I mean, there were people that you know had high hopes for this team during the summertime, and it is, it, yes, JVT. I think it could get really, really, really bad, and it is just, it is nothing against the Grizzlies or anything that they can control when you're call, when you're throwing out G leaguers against you know high quality NBA players, it is hard to ask this. It's going to be hard to ask this team to compete night in, night out. And there's, I mean, you know, just tying it back into the game today. There's only one side I could look as bad as the Warriors have been. It's the only side I could play in the game. So Jaron Jackson Jr. And he's questionable today has been dealing with a knee contusion. He did not play in that game against the uh, Knicks. I apologize. I thought I, I thought you were talking about just the Friday game. Um, but yeah, so they don't play the starting lineup for maybe those who weren't paying attention, um, these five guys all played at least 32 minutes. Jacob Gilliard was starting at guard. Vince oh, Williams Jr. Yeah. starting at guard. Luke Kennard started at uh, small forward slash shooting guard. Your Ava best Roddy. player in this game. like yep. Luke Kennard Jr. is by far your best player in this game. I don't know. Gigi Jackson looked good, but David Roddy, 35 minutes. Xavier think- Tillman started at forward. All of these guys played 32 minutes, and then your primary three guys off the bench – uh, Xavier Williams, Gigi Jackson, and John Conchar. That is the rotation now for the Memphis Grizzlies. That's it. Like, outside of Jaron Jackson Jr., who's got a knee contusion, he'll be back at some point, maybe today. That is the primary rotation for your it, Memphis Grizzlies. It, it's brutal. There's another thing that's distracting me in this uh, in this box score. Are you noticing that the this Grizzlies squad of, of the, the names you just rattled off somehow tallied 14 steals? <laughs> Same until it had six steals in this game. <laughs> it's um, I guess it's an opportunistic bunch, and you've got to be right. I think you're going to start to overplay stuff. You got to start to yeah. steal possessions as often as you possibly can, because you're up against it. And steals lead to easy buckets, and you're not a team that's going to get many. Because the one thing that you're really hurting for, outside of uh, Gigi Jackson, who I'm kind of a fan of, uh, in terms of just pure shot creation and shooting, like. Like that's there's not much on this roster, man. In terms yeah. of creating your own looks and creating your own shooting and, and playmaking opportunities, I'm I'm amazed to see how bad this is going to get for this team moving I forward. Mean, we, we might have just hit on something actually. The uh, I mean, like Jared Jackson Jr. is always going to be aggressive, anyways. But like some of these other guys, like you could play those block plus steal props. Like I know Zach mentions sometimes on here. Yep. Like they might be a look. I think you're right. Like what if you're dude? This team's going to be so bad. I, I mean. You're, you you got to be telling them to be as gr- aggressive as hell on defense. Like, wait, what does it matter? Yeah. And, and depending on if books actually hang them or not, 
the one thing that my thought was going forward is even if Jaron Jackson Jr. or when he comes back, um, Gigi Jackson is a high volume guy, right? He's okay. going to take shots. He had the second most shot attempts, even though he was coming off the bench for them against the Knicks on Saturday. Um, he's going to be a player prop guy to circle. Because okay. I think now, I, like that. I mean, you're going to be so desperate for offense. You don't have much creation in your backcourt. Like, he's going to have the green light whenever he's out there. Because like, at this point, what do you have to lose? Like, it's, sure. it's going to be yeah. him. Well, you want to see what he's taking those shots, right? Yeah. Correct. And, and you want to see what you've got here in Gigi Jackson, who many people thought that uh, could be like a sneaky, unearthed gem, right? So we'll see that as a second-round pick this last draft. So I would circle Gigi Jackson as a guy who is probably going to be worth following uh, for a while now from a player prop standpoint. And now he's going to get the opportunities. Had not played more than 12 minutes in a game. That was on Monday, December 18th. He logged 12 minutes against the uh, OKC Thunder and actually did well. 3-6 from the floor, 2-3 from three-point range. He had eight points and a block, Kelly. I think he's going to be a pretty good a, uh, a stat sheet stuffer, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And I don't know how many people do this, but I'll, I'll throw the – because, you know, we're, we're somewhat connected. Uh, we're kin. Uh, Fantasy-wise, definitely worth a pickup as well and, like, DFS stuff like that. But, yeah, from okay. a player prop standpoint – Gigi Jackson's going to be uh, worth it. He's also got a good name that you can say his first and last name, as I've said. <laughs> that's, that's that's right. I think the I think the other one. I'm just as I'm thinking about this because yeah, it, it, I mean, Kennard's not going to give you the same kind of shot creation, but the how often is a bailout play just going to result and be like, all right, we're up against the clock, Kennard, like launch a long three, like mm-hmm. maybe playing over on his threes, uh, short term here or something to look at too. But I, you know, just even bringing it back, I, I think attacking this team, just even betting them you know, betting against them on the side. I think, I think it might take a few games before the books really adjust to how bad this team really is. So like that, I know that, that was when I didn't bet it on Saturday night, but I know that was, that was a Knicks game. Uh, That was the the Knicks side. I, I was getting close to just, you know, cause they, Jaron Jackson Jr. Was out of that game. They didn't have anybody playing in that game as we just went over. Obviously he'll get back at some point, but man, it's, I I mean, it's going to be him and him and all, and everything we everybody else we just talked about it's not much out there yeah friday i bet against them with the 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 clippers and it was the same concept and the other thing to watch too um they're really small man they're really small right and like the knicks crushed them on the glass they they out rebounded them 56 to 35 these good rebounding teams you're going to be able to destroy them some of these guys have some height but they're just they're slender they're you know what i mean they don't have a lot of physicality there outside of jaron jackson jr uh, I mean, Jackson's probably going to be their biggest, like most physically dominant player now moving forward. And that's going to lead to minutes that he's going to be playing at center that he's not comfortable with. So, yeah, it's going to get, I think, really bad. And he's really already bad. he's already got foul issues. You know, what I mean, now you're going to be asking him to guard, you know, guard bigger, thicker guys, to your point. Like, that's you know, I mean, bigger guys down there. Uh, he's probably going to be he's probably going to be racking up fouls even quicker. Yep. Yeah. So, so by, by the way, the one thing I can't get my uh keep out of my head when Steven Adams first got injured I remember walking into um walking into the into Circa to do I think it was one of the Saturday shows whatever it was and at that point the market was just like ah we'll go from like plus 210 to plus 200 on this in the playoffs (laughs) oh boy so if you got in on that good for you uh by the way we should note Jaron Jackson Jr. this season this is what I was looking up right now uh, with him at center this season, Kelly, they are outscored by 9.6 points every 100 possessions. So, not good. Not yeah. good for the Memphis okay. Grizzlies. Yep. Yep. It's going to get bad. It's going to get Re- bad. Really quickly, um, today they are catching eight, as you mentioned, against Golden State. Draymond Green is planning to return today on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. 
according to Adrian Wojnarowski, not on the injury report. So he missed 12 total games. And in those 12 games, he has become a changed man. Kelly, everything is different. He is uh, The counseling has worked, and he is no longer going to be the same Draymond Green. I guarantee it. Um, here's the real question. If you are a member of the Memphis Grizzlies, do you immediately, when the game starts, lean in and just go, bro, you suck. Come on, bro. Come on. Come on. What are you doing? You're terrible. You just immediately start to try to provoke him into drawing a technical foul because I think that's exactly uh, what you do. Uh, I mean, I know you and I would be. Uh, I don't know if uh, real professional basketball players would be, but yeah, if you're uh, one of these scrubs on the Grizzlies, it's the best thing you can do for your team probably. <laughs> I'd I dive right in. <laughs> I don't expect it to happen. No, I, I do think that you and I would do that in that situation, though. Yep. Um, it's ugly. I mean, things are not going well for the Warriors right now either. But, oh, man, I, I would. there is no way you could get me to uh, to take the Grizzlies uh, in that game. So yep. it, 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 it would be Warriors if I had to play anything. It's a complete pass, though, for me. Right? Yeah, Moses Moody, Chris Paul, Gary Payton, the usual suspects there. Um, that we know aren't going to play for the Golden State Warriors. And nothing's really going right for them. And even with Curry and Draymond together, uh, there's the issues. How about this? Steph Curry, Draymond Green on the floor, still a negative 5.3 net rating for the Golden State Warriors. So uh, I think this is one where, from a betting perspective, I think the fade is in on Memphis. I don't think it's here with um, with Golden State. You can sit back and, and wash your hands of this one. But moving forward now for the Memphis Grizzlies, I think that this is a team that should be power rated um, right there with Detroit, even with Jaron Jackson Jr. back on the floor. This team is going to have a lot of problems on offense. Their schedule moving forward at Minnesota, at Chicago, at Toronto, at Miami. So the second they're done here, they do a four-game East Coast swing before coming back home. That's going to be a potential to go and uh, just start to cave the faces in of the Memphis Grizzlies move forward. So something to monitor, something to monitor on uh, a big weekend of news in the NBA. Other bits of news. We hit on Draymond Green. He is coming back. Uh, we should also hit um, the fact that uh, – what was the other one? Oh, uh, Jaime Jaquez is going to miss some time moving forward. Uh, he's got a groin injury, but it's just two games, so that's something worth monitoring. We had talked about Jaquez as a six-man-of-the-year candidate or something. I don't think he's going to win any hardware this year, but definitely worth looking at. And then we had a trade over the weekend. Pistons and um, Wizards come to an agreement. Marvin Bagley over with the Washington Wizards. Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala over to the Detroit Pistons. The deal – Unloads $12.5 million in Bagley's guaranteed money off the books. And the Wizards land second-round picks 2025-2026 to take on said salary. Um, and the other guys are on expiring deals. Pistons clearing out the books for next season, it looks yeah. like. So, nothing yeah, crazy. I think uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. I think a good move by the Pistons, clear that money off. But I don't know, I don't know uh, what your initial reaction was. But, man, when I saw that come across my phone, I was like, what year is this? Like, what, what, you know, right. these names. Like, <laughs> it's like, what? Like these are three like notable NBA names that just like haven't mattered in years. <laughs> Very true. Clear that Very money. That's how yep. NBA trades work. <laughs> That's all that matters. All right, let's uh, let's see what time we got. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, uh, let's discuss a, a short, brief look at the card today. Again, it's already underway, so we don't want to spend too much time on it, as uh, it is MLK Day, and of course, an NBA celebration. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, first up on the rotation, in terms of games that uh, we will discuss at least, we're going to go with uh, 4 p.m. and later. We discussed a little bit of Golden State and Memphis. So we go to Chicago on the road against Cleveland. Cleveland right now about a three-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, up to four actually in most spots, with a total of 222 or 222.5. Uh, Cleveland has been a team that I have to readily admit, Kelly, I need to watch more of. It's more of a team that I keep track of from a result standpoint. It's just haven't found the time to sit down and watch many of their games, but they are continuing. I, I think it's actually insulting to say that they're treading water despite all the injuries that they've dealt with. They, they've yeah. done more than that. Yeah. Since December 16th, they've only lost three games. They have failed to cover four of those. They have been operating at a very high level and still sit here right now like, you know, dust settles and you're looking around and you're going, oh, wait, Cleveland's like 22 and 15 and solidly inside of the top six right now and, and playing good basketball. But the same could be said of Chicago, who has clawed their way back up into playoff contention. What do we make of this matchup here? Injury report-wise, we should know, too, for both of these teams. For Chicago, the names that you're going to want to keep an eye on, Patrick Williams is questionable to play, and uh, that's about it. Io DeSunmu is probable. We'll see if he gets downgraded here. And for Cleveland, still no Darius Garland, still no Evan Mobley. Max Struess, the big questionable name here for the Cavaliers. Yeah, this is uh, this is a bet on the Cavs for me. Uh, okay, you know, cool. a little bit of you've been riding talking. them. You were on them uh, in the Paris yeah. game as well against Brooklyn. Yep, yeah, that was. I would say that was a a little bit of a mix of a fate of the Nets, you know, and a play on the Cavs that day. But uh, but play on the Cavs and just this is more the more of a situation too. I I think there's, I guess I've seen some some concern out there from other NBA uh, handicappers about the traveling back from France uh, uh, hangover effect here. I mean, but they that was Thursday. Exactly, that yeah, was Monday. Thursday, and we right. are talking. I'm just going, you know, kind of rest advantage here. This is a three and four situation for Chicago and Cleveland's played one game in eight days, one game in eight days. So, um, I, I mean, this is as rested as you could possibly be during the course of an NBA regular season outside of the all-star break. Right. So uh, this was, uh, you know, it would have been a look a little bit to the Cavs side anyways, for me, this was what I was thinking about before, before numbers got posted. I thought this was going to be Cleveland like five and a half, like over five, uh, here, look, like you said, Chicago, I don't want to take away anything from them. They've been playing better. Uh, they've been playing better recently. 
Um, yeah, I think it, it, all three of us, you, me, and Zach, at different times have hop, you know hopped on betting them uh, at different points, and they're, they're working Levine and Vooch back in the lineup here. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but uh, yeah, this was this was a pretty clear Cleveland play for me. Uh, I will readily admit I have not been on this uh, Chicago train at all. Um, you guys have been on it, but I have just kind of sat back and watched it. I've, I've bet one game, and it was that Pacers game that I think we were all on, mm, uh, right? Yeah. I bet Chicago, and uh, they ended up losing that. And Chicago, you know, they were playing well. Should note, like the last eleven games or so, it, it's kind of even down here a little bit. Last eleven, they're six and five straight up. They have uh, been outscored by three point one points per one hundred possessions. So. The hot run that they were on, they were including like outright wins over teams like Philly and whatnot, right. seems to have slowed down a bit. So to your point, not only do you have the rest disadvantage, uh, but you as a team are starting to lighten up here a little bit. And over these 11 games that I'm talking about, Chicago, in terms of spread differential or how you know what they do against the spread on average, they failed to cover over these 11 games by 3.1 points per, uh, you know, per, per game. So it does seem like this is a stretch now where – Maybe it's time to buy against Chicago. Market high got there. It's a team that was playing well, but above its skis a bit. And now that the market's caught up with it and they've come back down to earth, good time to maybe start playing against them. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that is totally true. I mean, we saw, I mean, this was a team we saw play, play better without Levine and Vooch in the lineup, you know, than what they had looked, than what they had played earlier in the year. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying those guys coming back is going to make this team worse, but, Flat out from what we've seen from the season so far, they have they have performed better without those guys on the courts. I I think it's going to be. I know there's a lot of rumor, you know, a lot of trade rumors swirling around with Toronto, you know, Toronto right now with the Hawks right now. But man, I I think those. I don't know how you feel because I know I know we both bet unders in the in the off season, but I, I think those Chicago trade rumors are still going to be hanging around all through the trade deadline. It feels like they're a little quiet right now, but I expect those to pick back up here soon. I would too. I, I think that this it, it would make too much sense that this would be the it case. So, yeah. yep. All right, let's uh, move on. Next one up here on the rotation: Boston on the road against Toronto. Uh, this could be a fun one. Boston up to a six point fair, you know, down to a six point favorite. Should say uh, the total is about two forty and a half, two forty one. This is going to be pretty fascinating because Kelly, the uh, Raptors, coming back home after a long and arduous six game West Coast swing. They've had the last two days off, so at least they get to get rested and ready to go. After coming back home, I made the joke the other day when I was solo. You know, a lot of handicappers, especially the old ones, like to go. I were you that. listening? No, uh, well, because no, I'm, I'm just laughing at the idea of you telling yeah. jokes on a solo pod. Well, because I did. Well, because what I did was one of my favorite things is the old handicappers go, uh, you know, when they come back home from these long road trips, they got to take care of their women, <laughs> their broads, and they got to pay bills, and this is tough. And it's like it's 2024, man. Like it's not the same thing. Like you can, you know. You can uh, you can take care of anything you need to on the road, and it's not like some like you know black and white. Hey, honey, I'm home. I haven't been here, and we haven't talked for seven days. Like well, I think you're you gonna know, be fine. That on so. top of uh, that on top of uh, I, I mean, look, is it an NBA betting angle that's kind of always existed? Yes, it has. Do I, is it one that I believe in a whole lot? No, not really. Right. I, not too much. I think you know. You know, let's let you know. Peel back the curtain. Will I bring it up if it supports an argument of mine for a bet on a team already? Yeah, probably. I probably would. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's never. It's never the basis usually for for a bet. I'm also just enjoy enjoy the idea of like it sounds like whenever you say it like that. And yes, we have heard a million old school handicappers talk about it. Like it makes it sound like 
these poor, desperate NBA players that can't afford any help at all with their lives. You or know what I mean? Like, right. it's like these guys, these guys make a shitload of money. Like, yeah, right. let me hurry back home so I can I can cross off eight things on my to do my husbandly to do list. Right? right? Like, no, I'm pretty sure they got pretty sure they got landscapers outside taking care of the lawn. It's not like they got to get out there and mow the lawn or anything. I just like how the old school guys always tie in the wife like, oh, they got to take care of the wives. You got to do this. I'm like, I don't like, I guess I think there's plenty of like time. And actually, if you don't have any children, your wives probably head on some of these road trips with you. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever. So the way I always, I guess the way that I look at that more is it's, it's just a, you get relaxed. And is there, is there an overreaction to you getting back home, taking a deep breath, relaxing from a work trip, right? Relaxing from a work trip and then getting your mindset to go back into, you know, go back into battle basically that next night. Yeah. I think that's the way I look at it. That, and that's the other, the caveat I was going to bring up is even if you subscribe to that theory, Toronto's had two days off as opposed to just one day off and then getting right back into action. So I think that does help things. And Toronto's a good young team. Uh, They have a lot of good young pieces that I think will make them somewhat spot proof. So since the trade, uh, the road trip did not go as planned from a win perspective. They were three and three and they lost their last three of the trip. In fact, they dropped to four out of the last uh, five. However, they were competitive overall. Kelly ended up on the six game trip. Um, Let's see. I think uh, what do I have in front of me? Four and two on the six game trip. Yep. And uh, since the trade overall, they are five and two against the spread. So they've been competitive and the market would, I would say, cause as somebody who kind of rode this quite a bit during this West coast trip, Kelly, I, I've been a very strong proponent of betting this team and, uh, or betting their games over, but right. turned on them on that Friday night, because look, it's the third game of four days, last game of a West coast trip. And you're playing the Utah jazz. Like that's going to be pretty tough to bounce back from. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if Toronto ends up covering this number, but I am curious. They are eighth in overall offensive efficiency and non-garbage time since the trade. They're averaging 123.9 points per 100 possessions. They're giving up 125.1. Does the offensive flurry continue here against Boston? And can you get this thing over the total? I think I'm at the point where I might be done. I might I might have squeezed all the juice out of this thing. Yeah, I think the – so a little bit injury news here. Jalen Brown has been ruled out for this game. Um, so okay, we have we ticked – We've ticked down to six and a half, six. Some of these injury adjustments, Sam. I I know obviously some of this was baked into lines a little bit, but I'm surprised they're not being more heavily bet against. I mean, you're you're talking about a half point or a point move for Jalen Brown um, is a little odd to me. You know, Luka Doncic getting ruled out earlier. There's not much of a move there. Um, Yes, I I know some of that was baked into the line, but I – this is one sidewise. My numbers tell me there's a little value on the Raptors tonight, but oh my God, am I, I'm personally sick of getting in front of the Celtics team. I, I it has been, I, I've just gotten bloodied by them all season long. So uh, I won't be. What's that? Except for. No, no. When do we win? Thursday. The spot of spots. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got revenge. Got revenge. <laughs> The spot of spots. I forgot about that already. Oh man, we bet too much. It's, um, it's easy to get rid of the positives. It, yeah, it really is. That also feels like a year ago at this point. I don't yep. know why. I took like one of the it worst does. worst beats of my life in golf this weekend. Oh my god. Um, so that that's going to be the one that's going to be tough to get over. Ooh, how about uh, I had the not I, I had the opposite. Uh, your you boy hit was on Grayson Murray. No, actually, but it's not like this dramatic. Uh, but my big load up play of the weekend that I was loaded up on. Keys? Was Rams Lions under? 
Oh, hey, dude, I bet it too. I bet that too. <laughs> the fact hey, that we got that. So, I was, oh my oh, god! Yeah, 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 I watched. Yeah. The, I was sitting at the Westgate, and I was like, I can't believe this. Like, I'm gonna get cooked. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm out. Like, this whole weekend's ruined because of this. I'm loaded up on this thing, and then bam, second half, baby. I, I was, I was on cow, I was on Cowboys, and then the golf. So all that was falling apart in front of my face, and I'm like, the golf swing is like, you're talking yeah. so much money that swings with that. So I'm like. I was so bitter. And then that other game starts already. You're just seeing all those points scored in the first time. I'm like, oh, here's another bet loss. Like, I was so pissed off by halftime. And then, yeah, I don't know. The betting gods, they, they swing things. They like to even things out, right? That's so that's it. how it that was. Nice. It was nice. Um, yeah, yeah get, back, get back to this game. I do think it would still be I, – I was prepared to say over – like, I would be leaning to the over still. But with Jalen Brown out of this game now, that, now I'm, I'm, I would be off. I think you're right. This has probably hit a point with the numbers with the Raptors. Uh, we're about, this is about as high as it's going to get. Um, so we, hey man, I think good bets by you early on. I think these numbers are going to start taking too high though. Can I not make the case that no Jalen Brown actually improves the case for the over because that is one lesser defender now that is going to get more minutes for the Boston Celtics. Yeah. You I can. won't make the case. But <laughs> you, you can't, you can, I, I, but I'd be more worried about his offense being yeah, off the court. <laughs> I, I do think. I mean, I do think that Boston's any any team's floor is raised by playing this new version of Toronto because they don't have a primary wing defender that takes anybody out like OG, and they're just like offensive oriented, and their pace has gone up and all sorts of stuff. But having said that, like I do think that there's a reality in which they can still defend at a good enough level. Like we saw um, Utah do it. Now, again, it was a bad spot, but I think you can do that. But I'd be worried a little bit. So we'll yeah. see. But I think I felt like I've gotten enough out of this one. So it kind of got off of I, I kind of got off on it. Um, um, well, I should have phrased that differently. Um, but I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> Thank you. Harvard Handicappers. I'm here all night. Um, I didn't even catch their first. <laughs> I um Today is going to be a quiet day for me in terms of bets because I'm with you. I, I actually only bet one thing today, and I, I got a lot going early. It's good, just, yeah. yeah. I, I bet uh, I bet San Antonio, so I'm willing to go down again. I, I, the other day, Washington's catching eight and a half against Atlanta on the road, oh, and I'm just I know. like, and I'm just like, no, like I'll do it. Like I don't know what this is. I'll go down catching eight with Washington. Like they're, they're Atlanta's terrible, and they yeah. sure enough they win the game outright by like nearly thirty. Like I'll do it again here. I don't care. I'll do it again. So. Was that last night? God, all these games were running. Or Saturday? No, I think Saturday, that was Saturday. Right? Yeah, yeah I think it was. Saturday. I was I was on that Wizards side too. I think I bet the yep. Wizards two games in a row, which is kind of disgusting. But yeah, that was yeah, an outright have win. To. Have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atlanta sucks. That number I didn't get. Um, this At is. All. I didn't get I the number moving against I, them. Like right, it, it went yes. down to like seven, and then immediately went back up to eight and a half. I, I know most people are going to hear this on the pod, but the uh, yeah Spurs number I thought was a little bit more appropriate. But you're right, like this keeps moving; it keeps moving to, towards the Atlanta side more. So yep. I don't know. I guess I'll wait to see before tip off on that. Market one. market bets them consistently, and I don't know why. I don't I don't get it. Like at, at least at this point, like I understood it at the beginning of the season, but like market, I don't know who I'm talking. Right? Yeah, to. yeah. It's yeah. time like, to give up. It's time like, to God, give up we, on the dream. Yeah, nobody was higher on the Hawks than this podcast right here. Like we've we, we've. We all turned a w- forever ago. Yeah, like who else? Who's out there betting this team? Still? I don't know, but it's good that you're bitter. It's it's the one time where bitterness works because you're like, no, this team sucks. Like we can see this coming. Like we can see this. You can smell it from a mile away, and yet the market just refuses to give up on them. So I played. Uh, I played in that game. I don't know why I keep talking about this game because nobody's going to hear it. But I did play Wemby over his what rebounds and assists. I played in that okay. game. All right. all right, I like it. All right, we move on. Uh, let's see. Let's fit in. Uh, let's see where we are time-wise here. You know, I'm going to take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the last three games, and we'll see whatever else comes to mind. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, last three games to discuss Miami on the road against Brooklyn. Brooklyn, a one-and-a-half point favorite, a total 220-and-a-half. This has kind of come down from a two-and-a-half, and, a half, and uh, the total saw an opener of about 217-and-a-half here in this one. Injury report for this game. Jimmy Butler, questionable to play. Tyler Hero, available. As we know, we mentioned this at the beginning, but Jaime Jaquez not going to be available, and then some depth pieces that are not going to be out there. Uh, Kevin Love, Kyle Lowry. Uh, Love is out. Lowry is doubtful. And I got to say here, Kelly, I think this is probably the second bet of the day for me. Um, Miami? No, 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 no. Brooklyn? I was looking at Brooklyn. Okay. Go ahead. Spell the reasons out why as to why. This is just another another rest spot. I haven't bet it yet. I think I'm going to bet it if no Jimmy Butler, who is questionable, right, for this game. Yep. if he doesn't play, I think I'm going to play. But this is this is this goes back to basically the Cle- the Cleveland situation too. Brooklyn is coming off of massive mass coming off of massive rest, right? The same sort of thing. They haven't played. They played one game in eight days. Yes, it was over in France. And you're talking about Miami, uh, what three and four, a back to back, having to go into Brooklyn, uh, having to go into Brooklyn here tonight. I don't think I don't think this is a very this isn't a great spot for them. At least is Miami maybe a far better team right now? Probably. Uh, but this is kind of just a situational spot on the Brooklyn side for me that I'm I'm looking that way will not will be a play for me if no Jimmy Butler otherwise I'll be staying away. Yeah, um, my analysis here is very simplistic. The Nets stink. And yeah, they're not good. Yeah, um, since uh, near the beginning of December, or we'll just call it the last 17 games. How about this? Four and 13 straight up. They have failed to cover on average, Kelly, uh, and against the spread. By the way. 
They have failed to cover on average by 7.1 points per game over their last 17. What, they have been awful. What's the height on that list? Or, by the way, I haven't looked at that in a little while. What's what's the over that time span? Who, who's uh, who's covering the spread by the most? Okay, uh, that would you want? Oh, do you want to guess? This is a good one. Do you want to guess? Uh, it's a western. It's a western conference team. The Thunder. No, we're talking about these last seventeen games, right? That I'm talking about with Brooklyn or the for Jazz. or for the season. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Jazz are covering. Would you would you care to guess by the number that they are covering by? Oof. In the not nine point something. 10 flat. 10 flat? Okay. Yep. In their last 19, in the last, uh, excuse me, yeah, 19 games, they're 14 and 5. And they have covered on average by 10 points per game. Those are always a good, I don't know if you're over at team rankings and there's a couple spots you can pull those, pull those stats yeah. up. I, I think they're, they're never, I don't know if there's something people should base their handicap on, but they're always good to check in on like once, you know, once every couple, oh. once every few days, once a week, that sort of thing. It Just, gives you, you really, gives you a better idea how, now, you look at ATS stats, right? This gets you a much better idea of really how they're performing against that spread. Yes. So ATS numbers, I always tell anybody this. ATS numbers, I don't use them as, all right, this team is this in this amount of time, so I'm going to bet on that continuing. Right. ATS numbers give you an idea of how poor or how well the team has been performing against market expectations. And so that is why a team that is good against the spread, generally underrated, and you always want to keep an eye on whether or not the market is adjusting. And I think for a team like Brooklyn, this is a good example of not only has this team been abysmal, uh, they are not coming close to covering. They're closing on average as an underdog and failing to cover as an underdog by yeah. over nine points per game. So for me, it's just one of those where it's like, look, if I get Jimmy Butler back here, which he's been trending in the right direction, I get the better coach team. I would expect Miami if Butler plays closes as like a one point favorite. And I get to go against the team that has covered four games and failed to cover by an average of nine points a game for the last whatever. So I think both, I do, both handicaps are pretty valid in terms of what you're looking at here. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking at pretty two pretty different things, <laughs> really, at the end of the day, right? But this is uh, – uh, I think Butler's going to play. I, right. I think he's going to play today. And, yep. and if that's the case, I'll be off this game. But I, I do think, just for everybody wondering what's going on with him, I do think he's going to end up playing today. Yeah. I think so, too. So that was part of my thing, too. Just take a shot, um, grab that, and then see the number uh, flash in one direction. So we'll see if that's going to be the case, if I'm going to end up being right on that one. All right, next up, uh, sneaky, intriguing game. Indiana on the road against Utah. The aforementioned Jazz laying seven with a total of 245 and a half. Now, still no Tyrese Halliburton for the Indiana Pacers. Pacers also on the second leg of a back-to-back. We're in Denver yesterday. Lost a, a hard-fought contest, 117 to 109. But this is, we talk about spots. Uh, this would be another spot, right? The faded, if you will, um, West Coast trip ending with the back-to-back between Denver and Utah. And I actually shouldn't say ending. It is, uh, what's it called? It is the middle of their trip. So they went to Denver, now they're at Utah, and they're going to head to Sacramento after this. But the back-to-back on the swing toward the West Coast, Kelly, uh, the elevation back-to-back, it is a brutal spot to be in yeah. if you're a visiting East Coast team or Eastern team. Yeah, it really is. Um, that is uh, – look, it'd be a lean towards Utah. I think, we have, I think we've gotten to the point that the, U- the Utah uh, number has uh, gotten elevated a fair amount with how well they've performed recently. I'm not running to lay seven, seven and a half here. Yeah. Uh, it will be a live watch, to, uh, a live look for me tonight, though, on the Utah side. I, I, nothing pregame. Um, I think that number's just gotten a little out of control. Spot-wise, though, it is good for Utah. I think I'll be looking live at that game, but nothing pregame. Nothing pregame. That that was a pretty easy cross-off for me early on. Yeah, I I would agree. It's Jazz or pass. 
And we could look there. This is worth talking about only because we did talk about this earlier in the week with the with the spot of spots, as we called it. Right. Which is. There are times when you're paying for like the tax on the spot and is the tax worth paying? And that's what you have to ask yourself here. It is the second leg of back to back and both games were at altitude for Indiana. But like, I think I'd rather have like, you know, Indiana playing. Let me double check if maybe it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, Kel, it is, it is Indiana's third game in four nights, all on the road, second leg of a back-to-back in dual altitude. So, I guess you have uh, to tough. ask yourself. It's rough. It's three yeah. and four for Utah, though, too. Not a back-to-back yeah. situation, but three and four for Utah. Yes. Um, so, you have to ask yourself whether or not that's going to be the case if you want to play that. And I would say, eh, probably not. I think we're at the point now where it's a little too much. And like you said, uh, third and four, all at home for Utah. That makes a slight difference, but yep. regardless, um, not the worst or not the best spot to be in. And I think I'll pass for a team that is closed as an underdog in the window check here. Uh, yeah, they, they were three of their games played so far this year. Now you're asking that team to play uh, to lay seven. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, that's I mean, we, we've been lucky to hit a couple bets on them here during a nice run by the Jazz. I don't know that they are. That's the way I look at it. I don't know about you, but it's a nice run for the Utah Jazz. Do I expect them to uh, regress here at some point? Yes, I do. I I do not expect this Utah team uh, to continue the level of play that they've been, you know, they put it out there for what, a solid month now? I I mean, it's been. It's a long time. Yeah. It's been impressive. Don't get me wrong, but I do expect this team to regress a bit here. Yeah, 15 and seven over the last 22 games. They really are a middle of the road team right now in the NBA, which is better than a lot of people would have expected. And currently a play-in team, uh, which is pretty big for them. Yeah. All right, last one. Last one on the board. Uh, L.A. opens up as a one-point favorite, one-and-a-half-point favorite over OKC. Uh, we are starting to flip in the other direction. It's one or pick with a total of 238-and-a-half. Big problem here is Shea Gilgis-Alexander listed as wow. questionable. Um, that's a pretty big deal, uh, considering that he is the one that will uh, shape this line. The Thunder do have a negative uh, net rating when he is not on the floor, so that's going to be pretty big as well. And I want to double-check this, too, because this is what's going to be uh, interesting. So far, Shea has played in 37 games, Kelly, for a team that has played in 38. So yeah. if there was a time that maybe, like, all right, if it's sore, let's just give you a shot here and give you some rest, uh, it might be this one, so... Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Okay, how do you feel? This 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 game's interesting to me. Um, how do you feel about approaching back to back situations with resting guys? You and I made kind of made a joke about it with Embiid uh, before we started recording. I think before we started recording. <laughs> uh, but the uh, you know, like they have the Clippers tomorrow, right? That's right. tomorrow, or is it Wednesday? Cl- Clippers tomorrow. So, would you rather? Do you f- feel like you have a better chance of beating the Lakers? I'm assuming that's what the Thunder would think. You have a better chance of beating the Lakers. So would you rather play him here, rest him tomorrow, if that's the situation? Or would you rather rest him here, save him for the Clippers, uh, you know, in a tougher game? I think you're resting here and getting him ready for the game that might come that might matter for a top three seed in the West later down the road. Okay. I think you're right. I'm also concerned, I guess, from a couple of things I read. I guess I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more concerned. This is not just a blip on the radar injury uh for SGA of just yeah. there is a little bit of concern here um that this could be something at least semi uh semi serious. So I think it is something to absolutely monitor if you're someone that has gotten involved in the MVP betting market. Um I like I'm watching that like a hawk, JBT. Like if that if if there's bad SGA news that comes down. Um, with my Giannis position already, like I might be, I might be swinging pretty big on Jokic, um, to cover up stuff here. 
if, if it looks like SGA is going to be missing any significant time, oh man, like there, there's a lot of things that are going to be wildly affected by that. So I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, it, you know, it's just, so, it's something that I'm keeping my eye on because like you said, this is a guy who has been, he's played every, what do you, he's missed one game. Is that what you had? 37 yeah. to 38. So he missed one mm-hmm. game on the year. He has been steady Eddie king of consistency here for OKC, which is really, I don't want to say a one-man offense, but everything gets played off of what SGA is able to do on that court. And you have a team right now that I love, but is shooting lights out. You have multiple guys on the team, right, from over 40% from three, that like those numbers are going to regress at some point. And I, I'm scared how much how much worse this team will could look if SGA misses ex- any extended time. I think that's how valuable he really is to his team. Mm-hmm. So, um that's a long way of say, a long way of saying I I'm, I'm keeping my eye on that for MVP betting purposes for this game tonight. Stay away. Cannot wait to watch this one. Cannot wait to watch the Clippers game with the Thunder tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, as well. The the one thing that I always go back to whenever the thun, whenever the Thunder play at any team with size that likes to attack the rim that you know can get rebounds. It concerns me, and I feel like there's there's conflicting styles in play here that both that benefit both teams offensively, right? Oh, Thunder are going to look to get out and run. I think the Lakers' slow old asses like are going to have trouble with that. Yet we've seen the the Thunder have trouble with this size. I, I think that's going to be a problem when you're throwing AD when LeBron's able to drive to the rim and cause contact there. Like that's that's an issue. Um, and this is I was just pulling up you know past scores. Yeah, like the, you know you look at what the Thunder have done against the Lakers it's you know it's two and five in their past seven you know over the past couple seasons like this is a uh you know this is never an easy opponent for them so um yeah long way of saying no bet for me tonight can't wait to watch that game though um and I'd be more interested in betting the Thunder tomorrow night if I know I have a healthy SGA going up against the Clippers interesting betting on a team that's gonna lose I don't know I don't know (laughs) I mean, that, that game tomorrow, man, like that might be it's huge. That might be Western Conference Finals preview. I mean, it's it's massive um, in terms of what it means too, right? For these teams, we're talking about. Let me see. Double check the seating here. Yeah, the second and the fourth seed with only uh, two and a half games separating them at this point right now. So yeah, oh, it's a big one. And uh, the Clippers too, a little bit of a rougher spot, right? Vich Zubac was a late scratch for them against Minnesota, and then you got to go in there and still. Came roaring back from down 17 to make it a three-point game in the final minute. Um, they never really say die, but tough to go on that West Coast, or excuse me, that West Coast, uh, on that little quick road trip and then come back home. So get some days off, get rested and ready for a big, big matchup against the Thunder tomorrow. Give me your Western Conference top four confidence rankings. Uh, okay, confidence rankings. Com- confidence in them to make the longest runs in the playoffs. Uh, I'd go Nuggets, Clippers, Thunder, Timberwolves. Okay, that's interesting. I, I would go Nuggets, Clippers, Thunder, Suns, probably. Okay, I just haven't seen enough of the Suns to have confidence in them. No, I know. Yeah, I know. You know? And it was good. It was. Good. <laughs> I like that you went with the Wolves because it was going to be part of my argument of like that Thunder. Thunder have been so consistently good for this entire season. I don't really, and so have the Timberwolves. So I, I don't really know that you can really count them out of the top of the Western conference race. I know people yeah. might chuckle when they hear me say Western conference finals preview with the thunder and the Clippers, but I, those have been two of the best teams in the Western conference. They look like it right now. Um, 
All right, cool. All right, uh, really quick before we get out of here. Best bet recap. Uh, for the games that matter that you'll be able to listen to this and, and actually uh, watch uh, later in the day, Miami plus one and a half for me. Also did take a piece of the San Antonio Spurs plus eight or eight and a half. So you can laugh if you're listening to this and we're an hour into that game and the Spurs are getting their faces kicked in. <laughs> um, or you can put thumbs up if they're up by like 20. So those are the there, two. There you go. I guess I'll include mine that I played Wemby over his rebounds and assists. Um, and then I played Cavaliers. I laid three and a half with the Cavs. I think you're fine anywhere up to anywhere up to five. I'd go. All right, cool. I like it. We're done. That's it. Short, sweet, to the point. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be flying solo. Only three games tomorrow. And, of course, we uh, we move on. And we're getting closer and closer to my favorite time of the year. Of course, Super Bowl week. But I love those cross-board props. I'm licking my chops. Can't wait to dive into those. I always like those episodes, like, around that time. Because, like, those yeah. are unique and fun episodes yeah. that we can have here on the podcast. So, very much looking forward to that. And we talked to, I talked to Zach about this. I don't know if you were on, Kelly. But everybody get ready. Because during All-Star Week, and I know it seems early, but it's actually coming up quicker before you do sooner than sooner than later, uh, we are going to have an NBA draft primer on uh, on All-Star Week. So we get ready for the NBA draft. Zach's all into it. Ah, uh, so nice. Yeah. Very much looking forward to that. The as, real uh, GM, right? That's where that's where he writes? Yes. So get our first crack at that because we have to, man. Got to get ready. It's going to be all here before you know it. I had no idea he did that stuff till like a couple months ago. Yeah, we've learned more about Zach as it has started. And he's a he's a hoop head, man. <laughs> he's a hoop head. Yeah, I'm yep. like, I just remember scrolling through Twitter one day, and I was like, I was like, what, what, what? I was like, who stole Zach Cohen's Twitter handle? I wait, no, this is Zach. He's, he's writing about some Australian prospect. Like, what the hell? So, yeah, speaking <laughs> like, of Australia, like, big on the Australian Open too. So uh, make sure you check right. out Zach's write ups and uh, all of the stuff up on the website at thesin.com. And um, I don't know if I'm officially now allowed to say anything, but. Uh, just look out for some changes up on vcin.com coming in the next 24 hours. How about that? Huh? It's not going to be that big of a deal. Not going to be that big of a deal. All right. With that, please appreciate it as always. Like, rate, review, subscribe. We always appreciate the support. It is noted. It is viewed. It is seen. And it is, it is loved, just like you are. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on Harvard Handicapping. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.